0: All right, my podcast listeners, this is another edition of your Flashback Fridays to episode 307 where I talk about this concept that training should be individualized because you are an individual. Your anatomy is different from the person beside you and the person on the other side of you. So I wanted to bring this one back for Flashback Friday and shed some light on it. So here we go, episode 307. up. It is Saturday and I am pumped to get this episode going. I feel like today's going to be a good rant day, you know? It's one of those days where it's sunny, I have all my thoughts put together and I just feel like this is going to be a good rant, you know? Um, to talk about this idea of how your body is so different from the person beside you right now in the car as you listen to this or the person beside you at the gym that you go to on your own and the person that's beside you at work every single day knowing this It would make sense that the program you're following or the exercises you're doing that you are copying from somebody else, it would just make sense that you would have a individualized approach to your training. So my big thing is that, you know, yeah, you can go online and download a program from bodybuilding.com or t nation or whatever resource men's health women's health the blog by gwyneth paltrow whatever the fuck you find your workouts on and do them to a certain extent you will find progress but then you'll end up in a plateau meaning your progress is stalled and Something doesn't feel right, a.k.a. your shoulder's sore, your low back hurts, your hip is pinching, or something. All of these cookie-cutter kind of programs, for the most part, can work for the average person that might have a higher pain tolerance or just naturally moves really well. But for the probably 80 to 90% of everyone else out there, having a specifically designed program for your body's anatomy is going to be huge. And I've seen this so many times. So an example of this is at the gym that I train out of, we have a huge membership base that follows more or less a cookie cutter program, but, they are designed by all of our coaches and we do our best to kind of like cover all bases but again like you can only go so far when you're trying to appeal to you know everyone every type of body out there and a lot of times when we get you know patients in the clinic that's in the same gym um and their low back hurts, their shoulder hurts, their whatever hurts, and we put them through a couple of like orthopedic tests, some movement assessments, and right away we can find the culprit that's causing pain. Just like my shoulder episode the other week, talking about if you don't have enough mobility overhead, and now you go into a gym and there's overhead pressing, you're just feeding into the fire of shit that's eventually going to get to a point of injury or at least soreness or it's not going to feel good and then it's going to take you back where you might miss a day of the gym because you're so sore in the in a bad way and then your goal of fat loss strength feeling better moving better whatever it is or over just overall health is now taking the back seat because maybe your body is not meant to press overhead right now The moment we supplement a few changes to a cookie cutter program that makes it a little bit more specific to the person that we see in the clinic, or as I see as a client getting an assessment done, there's a drastic change. People come back to me saying, like, oh my God, ever since I did this exercise, instead of, you know, doing it this way or changing it completely but still working the same muscle groups, my low back hasn't hurt for like three months. You know what I mean? Like, If you know that you're shorter than the person beside you that's like six foot and you're five foot five and you both have back squats, the biomechanics of that lift is gonna be completely different than the person beside you and yourself right like just think about the dimensions of your body think about the length of your femur bone think about the length of your torso like all those things come into play now imagine on top of that you have mobility restrictions maybe you've had a previous injury maybe you've had a car accident maybe you're a person that rolls their ankles all the freaking time and you have no mobility in your ankles and then you go to squat and it's like you're crumbling down with a bunch of weight on your back i can't stress enough how important it is to get assessed and then have some like feedback on what you need to be doing in order to progress right i get this all the time where i assess somebody they have low back pain or hip pain or weird stuff and then i figure out that they shouldn't be deadlifting off the floor because they don't have the prerequisites and I ask them, what are you doing for deadlifts? They're like, I'm deadlifting off the floor. And I'm like, how does it feel? Not that great. <laughs> and most likely they get to a point where their back gets really, really sore or um, they stay away from it or they go through the pain and they're not you know, progressing, they've plateaued. And as simple as like elevating the deadlift eliminates that right so say you elevated your deadlift by 12 inches off the floor those last 12 inches that require all those prerequisites of spinal stability core stability that mobility to get down there are eliminated now your body can actually function the way it should it can now lift the weight pain-free it's gonna feel super light now based on reducing the distance And now that you have the prerequisites to do that lift and that range of motion, you are able to now load it, meaning you're going to get stronger, meaning you're going to be able to build more strength, build more muscle, burn more fat, and do that for a longer period of time compared to going off the floor, constantly aggravating whatever you're aggravating, and stopping and not seeing the progression you want. Now think about that was just one example about the low back and deadlifting. Now think about other exercises that may be hindering your progress, right? It's always such small changes. And it's not like rocket science. When I work with patients and clients every day that go into a group setting or work out on their own, and I change small little things like that, huge, huge difference. And it's this is where the level of coaching comes from. And, you know, yeah, a lot of people can assess you, but do they really understand the biomechanics of your body? Do they really understand why you have less internal rotation on your left hip compared to your right? Do they really know what that means when you squat, lunge, and deadlift and possibly even have an influence on your overhead mobility or anything else? Like, this is the stuff that you need to know. And I always say this to people nowadays. It's like, we probably know, and I think I've already said this on my show, we probably know more about our cars than our own bodies. Like, that's like absurd to me like we live in these bodies every single day and then if we take it to one uh, one step further where we're actually going to put it through vigorous exercise where we're loading patterns when we don't usually load them then like that's kind of scary to me if we're not doing it the right way <sighs> man this is getting me going um, so highly 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 recommend you get an assessment done by like some sort of chiro physio that has an exercise background a sports medicine background that really understands exercise to give you suggestions of what you should and should not do and say you really want to press overhead because it's badass but you don't have the shoulder mobility then you should have an answer and plan of how to get there without effing your shit up so long story short I've seen this over and over and over again and even having online clients where they've been with other online coaches and I ask them like oh did they put you through an assessment and they're like no so I've even had you know online clients where they're like I never knew coaches could do assessments I'm like fuck these people out there online that train people online and in person too they get a client They don't see how they move and somehow they're going to put a program together for you and you're supposed to follow it. Like that makes no sense. That's like a university uh, professor that is getting a new class for, you know, year three of physics and expecting that, you know, everyone has learned all the prerequisites in order to take this class but for some reason everyone shows up as you know and thinking it's an intro class like those students are going to fail like you're letting your client fail if you don't assess them right i pride myself that i have clients have been with me for eight years and not once have ever stopped because of pain or haven't stopped because You know, an exercise hurt them in my workout, it's all because I put them through a thorough assessment and I know what they should and should not be doing. Now, there are exceptions to the rule where I do get clients that already have previous injuries that are pretty complex and they're seeing a medical professional in conjunction with me. Yes, there's ups and downs, but for the average person that's not crippled, um, they do really really well when it comes to a well designed program so if i can leave this episode with you with one message is if you have a coach right now did they ever assess your movement and put you through any kind of assessment before they started training if the answer is no you got to start considering looking for a new coach or having the tough conversation with them be like why haven't you put me through an assessment how do you know that these exercises are good for me the other thing too with that being said is like the exercise selection is very important if your coach likes to go on instagram and find cool looking exercises and decides to put that into your program without actually doing the exercise themselves, which uh, without actually putting that exercise through kind of a trial run with a large group of people over and over and over again to see what works and what doesn't, I would stay away from it. Focusing on the fu- of fundamentals and foundations of movement is so, so vital that people tend to skip it. Like if you look at people like Mike Boyle that I've had on my show, the reason I follow the way he trains is that he's been doing it for like 30 to 40 years with large amounts of athletes and general population people and the exercises that he chooses have been put through the test year after year decade after decade and people have been moving and feeling better and getting stronger with these. So I know that the exercises that I choose from their list that they've done with their clientele works compared to going on Instagram and a coach, you know, coming up with a new exercise, because it looks cool, doesn't really have the same, you know, um, how would I put it, the same kind of validity to it. So, Be sure that your coach actually puts the exercises that they put in your program through the test before they test it on you. So I'm going to end it there. That was a good rant. Kind of went all over the place, but sometimes it's good just to get it out, you know? So until next time, you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You guys are amazing. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Give me a five-star review. Um, Hit the show notes. Add me on Facebook because I post a lot of stuff on Facebook and Instagram. And that's it from you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing. Until next time.